0: I'm Roger Wood, In-Depth for in of the New Hampshire Center for Public Interest Journalism. And uh, we're approaching the midterm elections, uh, and we're now talking with Neil Levesque. Neil Levesque is Executive Director of the Survey Center of the New Hampshire Institute of Politics at St. Anselm College. Neil, um, this is characterized as uh, your initial or your inaugural poll. Is it is it the inaugural poll of the, the midterms, or is it your first ever political poll?
1: Well, this is our first ever political poll where we utilize in-house services and our students to conduct the polling. Um, so each of the students um, have been uh, certified through an institutional review board testing um, uh, to be certified for uh, polling through an academic institution. We have about 10 um, stations where students work uh, making these phone calls uh, for a period of, on this case, this poll, three days. So it's our first inaugural poll. We have um, many of the professors working on this, you know, different aspects of the poll, so it's fully integrated with St.
2: Anthem College. Yeah, let me ask you this. Um, and this is kind of an exciting event. Uh, are the students involved uh, psyched about this?
1: They are really uh, excited about it because not only are a lot of these students uh, sort of political in nature or students that will be majoring in politics, there are also students that are majoring in business. And as a lot of us know, that in business you, need, you generally will do a survey before you go out and you sell a widget that you have to test things and you have to understand how polling is conducted. You have to understand um, how to collect the data and how it's turned into a poll. So it's all very relevant for these students and um, we're getting a lot of fascinating results and it's a great missing piece really for the Institute of Politics here that you know we're the home for New Hampshire politics. We have two big auditoriums where events are going on. We have a full television studio. Uh, all of the classrooms, uh, research centers. So this was really the missing link uh, for the interest home for politics.
2: Yeah, you're no stranger to uh, hosting political candidates. uh, You know, putting them before the students, you've you've had many candidates on all levels, haven't you?
1: Yes, and actually, uh, if you count the presidential election coming up in 2020, that's right, 2020,
0: We've already had
1: several people who are either coming or have been here who would qualify as potential candidates for the 2020 election. So that's already started in earnest. But if you go back, since about the 70s, um, we hosted many um, presidential debates here. Um, and I would say that it's not unusual that during the a real hot time in the presidential primary, you know, several months leading up to the primary, that we have a presidential candidate here at the Institute of Politics almost every single day. And a lot of that's due to our television studios, so if you see, if you turn on network news and you see a person broadcasting out of New Hampshire, it's generally out of the New Hampshire Institute
2: of Politics. This is a real uh, feather in your cap. Let me ask you this, uh, Neil. What about the methodology? You uh, have a a pretty strict methodology for ensuring uh, accuracy, don't you?
1: Yes, we do. And, uh, you know, a lot of that is the fact that we're doing polling, this poll, uh, over three days, so it keeps the timeline tight. You know, if you poll for an extended period of time, let's say 14, 13 days, and let's say that there's a major um, political interruption during that period, Well, it really changes the dynamic of the poll. So, for example, um, this tragedy that happened in Florida, that would be a major political event because it did have political implications. Um, So you've got to be careful that you don't poll through a period of time where there's an event like that because that will tend to sway the opinions of voters. The other thing is, is that you're going to be contacting cell phones and landlines, You've got to have the correct weighting um, of that. You have to have the correct weighting of how many Democrats and how many Republicans you poll, and you have to test that against uh, people who self-identify, say, as conservative or liberal. Um, so there's a lot of different weighting that goes on, um, and uh, it's a very uh, process of a lot of statistics, and that's why we have some fine... Uh, statisticians here on the campus of Saint Anselm College working
2: on it. Let's talk about the results a little bit. Uh, uh, from reading them, I'm, I'm getting the opinion that uh, uh, New Hampshire voters are are pretty skewed um, with with the, with their opinions right now. With only one person in office really getting um, a clear approval rating, and that's the governor. And it's probably not surprising, right? I mean, the governor doesn't usually get A lot of negatives, if I'm correct.
1: Yes, um, the governor is uh, faring very well, and particularly in a Republican environment that is not faring well. Um, So he's sort of an island out there. Um, You know, he's he's, in our polling, he's close to 60%. Um, We are looking at a 58.6% favorable rating. It sounds ridiculous because, um, you know, if if... I have a 15-year-old daughter. If she came home with a test that said 58.6 on it, you'd probably be disappointed as a parent. However, in polling, you know, what we're seeing is that, you know, uh, numbers in the 80s or the 90s just do not exist, where people just don't agree that much on, on people or on issues. But Sanita with a 58.6 is is very good. Uh, Senator Shaheen has a 60 So she rated the highest, just a touch over uh, Governor Sununu. Um, You know, she's she's a very known commodity. Uh, She spends a lot of time um, uh, creating uh, access to herself through the media or other ways where she's getting a lot of earned media for things that she's doing. Um, It helps that she's in the U.S. Senate um, versus, say, in the U.S. House. It's much more difficult when you're one of... 435 versus 1 out of 100 to get some of the press and the air media
2: that um, gets your name out there and lets voters know what you're doing. Yeah, she's very very talented at that. You've got a junior senator and in, in, in Maggie Hassan uh, and I don't think she fares too badly either. I'm getting the opinion that in the first congressional district race, the first CD race, and that'll be an open race, as you go along uh, you're going to you know when you're polling you're going to find some very interesting things happening with so many candidates in the race
1: yes that's going to be something where um the people who have a sort of a um, some sort of connection to a group of voters are going to fare well in those types of primaries where so few people voting and uh, so many different candidates so for example in the case of pappas um, if you had a lot of people who knew him because of his executive council experience or his business work in Manchester, you know, it was a famous restaurant, um, he may have enough of a, a, you know, it won't take much to win that primary. He may just have an advantage through that. Um, what we're seeing, though, as far as those congressional districts, and this is really the highlight of the polling that we did, was that there's a lot more voter intensity and partisan intensity on behalf of Democrats. Now that's not totally surprising the fact that, you know, we are in the first, after the first year of a, of a Republican president who is, uh, fairly, uh, tumultuous. So the president himself has, has fairly low approval ratings here, um, in New Hampshire amongst voters. Uh, his favorability is, is 35.8. So that is, uh, I would characterize that as not good. Then you get into the fact that there is no question amongst the Democrats that are polled that they are not favorable towards Trump and that they are looking to take a Democratic ballot in the fall. Now when you turn to the Republican side, what you see is the disparity here, where the brand name of Republican is not as strong as it has been in the past. One out of every five Republicans tested actually do not have a favorable opinion of the leader of their own party, that would be President Trump. Uh-huh. Um, and only, uh, only uh, you know, 82% are interested in taking a ballot, a Republican ballot, in the November election. So what does that mean? So what does that mean if you're a candidate running for Congress and you're a Republican right now, if the snapshot is taken right now, uh, one out of every five Republicans is saying, that they may not take, that they're not likely to take a Republican ballot and vote for you just because you're a Republican and they're a member of that same party. The key here when you're running for office is to get your base. And if your base is not necessarily with you from the start, it can be um, very difficult uphill. Sununu, Governor Sununu, as we mentioned, has Uh, the second highest numbers in all the polling at 58.6. But the the issue here is if the Republicans are not going out to the polls next November, uh, for whatever reason, we can, we can say that it could be Donald Trump or other things. uh, He could have more of a difficult time getting to 50. So uh, that is the hazard for him. Externally, uh, it's His issues are more external than they are his own.
2: Yeah, that's interesting um, in terms of the, we'll, we'll take another second here with the 1st District, uh, Neil, um, there has been such a, a back and forth between two particular candidates. Now with Carol Shea Porter officially leaving, it's a wide open race. But in, in my observation, and you can, you, you can correct me if I'm wrong, the voters seem to be the losers here because nobody seems to be able to hold on to the seat and, you know, get some, get some time, some tenure in to bring some benefits to the 1st District. Is that a fair yeah, characterization? Yes,
1: yes. And, and, you know, if it switches from Democrat to Republican and Republican to Democrat every two years, The problem here is that, you know, generally the voters are sending two different messages almost as if you said, what are we doing this weekend and I said, let's go to the White Mountains and the other person said, let's go to Boston and each each two years you're just turning the car around and going the opposite direction and with a lot of major, you know, health care for example, uh, we have one vote coming from the first congressional district of New Hampshire. Uh, and in the very next congressional session, it's a complete reversal. So, yes, you're right. Uh, it would be better for consistency, but, you know, the voters decide and uh, it's up to them. And for whatever reason, they have switched back and forth. I think equally, uh, equally bad would be a congressional district, say, in, in Massachusetts, that once the Democrat holds it. Uh, and they're in the primary. There really isn't an election down in Massachusetts. They don't really have elections down there. At least we have them up here in New Hampshire.
2: Yes, right. And, uh, and the retail shaking of hands going on and appearing at your, uh, you know, at your forums, which is, uh, very, very valuable. Let, let me, uh, ask you this before I let you go. Well, just a couple questions. Uh, I take it you'll be pretty active as the, uh, 2018 midterms go along as far as polling goes?
1: Yes, uh, we plan to do many more. We can go in the field almost immediately. Uh, Because we are in house, uh, we can go do it very efficiently as well. And uh, so we're just waiting for the next opportunity where we feel that we could get some data from the voters and move forward. And we won't just be polling New Hampshire, we'll be polling other places across the country. And our St. Anselm students are going to be busy doing that, so uh, we're looking forward to it.
0: That's Neil Levesque, Executive Director of the New Hampshire Institute of Politics Survey Center at St. Anselm College. In Depth NH is made possible by grants and corporate support and advertising. We'd like to especially single out Northeast Delta Dental, that has been with us since the very beginning. For In Depth NH, I'm Roger Wood.